This podcast is brought to you by Eisner Award-winning comic book store, Legend Comics and Coffee in Omaha, Nebraska. And listeners like you, head to TwoHeadedNerd.com and click donate or check us out at Patreon backslash TwoHeadedNerd. Yes? Oh, ha, ha. Remember me, old chum? You jolly devil. Live from the Ziggurat at Omaha, deep below the metro area, it's THN. It is cover to cover for Saturday, May 7th, and my name is Matt Baum. Happy free comic book day, people. I'm the internet's Joe Patrick, and here's how it works. Every Saturday morning at 11 o'clock Central, Matt and I go live on our Discord and on Facebook to rap about the week's new comics, nerd news, movies, TV, and, of course, the question of the week live with our listeners. Joe Patrick's right. It's a live show. We need you to talk with us. You can jump into our Zoom. You'll find that link pinned in the Cover to Cover channel on our Discord. We'll also spam it in here every once in a while in our Discord chat where you can chat with us. Or you can just watch a live stream on Facebook if you want. If you can't be here live, you can leave us a message at THN Hotline 402-819-4894 or send an MP3 to TwoHeadedNerd at gmail.com before we open the show to everyone else, though, and start talking with you guys. We like to just kind of reset some nerd news we're talking about. You can always find that nerd news that we're following in our Discord as well. Joe Patrick, what do we have queued up for nerd news? Oh, nerd news. That's a that's a too much coffee nerd news right there is what that was. You know what? That's how it used to be, and, you know, it's been missed. I'm back frankly, to too much coffee. Of, I was trying to limit it for a while. I'm back to it. I don't care. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, just a heads up before we really get into it, uh, you can expect spoiler discussions of recent uh, nerd TV and movie stuff like Star Trek Picard finale, the Star Trek Brave New Worlds premiere, uh, the Moon Knight finale, uh, and Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Multitudes. We will not be discussing yeah, spoilers for no that No spoilers, one. guys. With initial reactions. A, yeah, that's it. That, movie's a, that movie is a day old. Don't come in here with spoilers. We will boot you. Right. We'll just boot you. I went to that movie at 10 uh, o'clock last night. That was the only time I could get tickets. It was nuts. That's weird. So I stole it off the internet. It's because selling well. No, we, yeah, we, we would never steal anything off the internet. I don't know what I you're don't, talking about. I don't steal things. Steal yeah. implies a victim. And yeah. just victimless <laughs> yeah, crime. Stealing implies a victim. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, if we, if anything else happens to come up, we'll warn you if there will be spoilers. But yeah, you can be rest assured there will be no Doctor Strange spoilers, just uh, initial reaction. Um, but we got a lot of Trek to talk about. I know that. And Moon Knight, of course. Oof, we got um, a lot of Trek to talk about. Ugh. As far <laughs> as far as the uh, as far as the nerd news is concerned, uh, it was kind of a slow week, but that's OK, because there was a lot of other things to talk about. First up, uh, Azrael is back in pog form. Uh, just kidding. He's back. He's coming back in his own miniseries called Sword of Azrael, which is an homage to his original first ever miniseries by uh, Danny O'Neill and Joe Quesada. Oscar Isaac already has his next comic book project lined up, but it's an actual comic book, not a, a comic book film or TV project, though I'm sure that they will someday want it to be. Um, so we can talk about that if you want. It's coming out from Legendary Comics. It's called Head Wounds. <laughs> Which um, I love that they're like the, the headline was Kickstarter. There's a new Kickstarter up for Oscar Isaac's head wounds, and it's like, what happened to him? Jesus, <laughs> like, is, go, is he okay? Go, <laughs> uh, there's a new go. There's a GoFundMe up for Oscar Isaac's head wounds. Like, Jesus, <laughs> it's like, oh man, thoughts and prayers. <laughs> uh, and other than that, baby, we got a question of the week, courtesy of Michael Severe. 
met a guy at work that I really shouldn't have anything in common with, but he's a big fan of Gambit. Our mutual liking of that character has made us friends. So, is there a character or a fandom that's the reason for one of your friendships? And we're going to go into the dirty, dirty, gross story of how Joe Patrick and I met over a Bondage Fairies comic book later on. It's going to be great. You'll have to download the show to get that one. Yeah, it was Bondage Fairies. Yes, we we made that clarification last week. Tell Ted Turner, Todd Turner to head to our Discord. Um, Boom. There we go. All right. Why is he in the is he in the Facebook? Yeah. And he was like, where is everybody? <laughs> Poor guy. Well, I mean, Todd, just, we love you, man. Man, you gotta join the Discord. <laughs> yeah, get with it, homie. Come on. We want you here. All right. Mm. Let's get into it with our first caller, shall we? We got Mr. JD Gotta Catch. He showed up early. I believe he saw our new waiting room, and he was treated some to, to some 90s hip-hop stylings. J.D., how are you this morning? I'm good. I'm good. Good. What are we rapping about today, brother? Uh, well, I think, Matt, you and I are both really good friends because of our mutual love of Gambit as well. I believe that is true. We both love <laughs> Gambit so much. I hope Michael's watching this. I hate Gambit. It's one of my least favorite X-Men. And, I, and we have had this fight a million times. It's like, I, I don't like the Cajun accent. I don't like the stupid trench coat. Like, and the weird, like, pink and blue splatter whatever thing he's got going on. Do you remember back in the, I was like, maybe 90s, early 90s, where you go to those t-shirt shops, and they had, the, like, the spinner, and you would, like, squirt paint on it, and it would, like, fling paint all over your shirt, basically, and it made the ugliest damn thing ever. That is yeah, how sal- Gambit. the salad spinner. Yeah, that is how Gambit made <laughs> His stupid costume, all right? <laughs> That's how he made it. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I, I actually do really like Gambit a lot, and I just like to poke the badger with you about it, and just I bring him up every time I can just because I know you don't like him. It's so You know what? Fun. There's nothing wrong with Gambit. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with Gambit. I like him too. But, uh, no, my real answer of the question of the week is I, I don't really have one other than my, my sister and I kind of re- you know, kind of reignited our, our relationship as far as friends That's and, sweet. uh, over, uh, Dresden files. Okay. Nice. Mm. Nice. Uh, she got into the books right as I was starting a reread of the entire series leading up to the last two books. Okay. So we kind of read them together and it was really fun. Cause like, she would just call me up out of the blue you know, weird hours of the day and night. And I'd be like, okay, where are you? <laughs> and she'd be like, oh my God, so-and-so, so-and-so died or, oh my God, this happened. And it, yeah, it's really, really cool. And she has gotten so much into it that she just took a, a vacation with her husband in Mexico with the intent of going to Chichen Itza, which is a big um, setting in the books. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. She went there. Yeah. So this is like super fan, crazy super fan. <laughs> well, I mean, like, I'd, all, I'd love to go, like, but it's like, I'd like to go to eat. And if they were like, oh, yeah, the, there was a bunch of the Dresden shit set here. I'd be like, cool, I'm eating. Leave me alone. That was also <laughs> part of it. I think it was it, I think it was also she and her husband wanted to go to Cozumel and hang out on the beach. Yeah. And Cozumel's a good place. And, and stuff read, like that. And, and then, read Dresden oh, paperbacks. And I'm like, oh, wait, there's also a, an excursion into this historic site, which is also pr- pretty cool. That's <laughs> <laughs> fun. <laughs> but actually, funny, funnily enough, because uh, it, it is a ziggurat. Yes, it is <laughs> technically a stepped pyramid. It is a ziggurat. Yeah, yeah. That is correct. I believe they just but, call them uh, pyramids, though. I don't know why. Our ziggurat is underground. Know. It's very similar. It's a lot more evil. 
you know. I was always wondering, okay, so is your ziggurat, it's a stepped pyramid, but it's underground, so it, does it point up or point down? It points up. It definitely, it's the okay. same thing. It was just built underground, and we don't know why. Okay. We just <laughs> discovered it. Like it. We can't, down. we can't read any of the runes or anything. Was you it know? a stalactite or a stalagmite? <laughs> I, you know, I never got that straight. I know one goes up, one goes down, and they both start with stalag, and I'm just going to leave it at that, so <laughs> try not uh, to fall on any of them, right? <laughs> other than that, uh, Moon Knight was awesome. I really realize I haven't had hardly a chance to talk about it. Yeah. Let's get into Moon Knight for a second yes. here. Um, so they really, really veered off from a lot of comic continuity yeah. towards the end mm-hmm. here. Like I, now we always kind of felt like maybe like the gods were sort of in his head and sort of not Jason Aaron flipped that, you know, made it yeah. very apparent that yeah, Conchu is real when he took over the world and all that stuff. Uh-huh. But, uh, <laughs> Full on. This is like a thing they do, right? Yeah. Like they, these gods stay alive by taking people over and speaking through their bodies on Earth. Yeah, hosting like, avatars. As guardians yeah. don't do that, you know. I, I don't think the Greeks are going to do that in Love and Thunder. I think this is a, a uniquely Egyptian thing, and there's got to be a reason mm-hmm. why. Well, and the thing is, is but the the Egyptian gods. I mean, they don't have to have an avatar to stay alive. I mean, obviously, we had the big Egyptian kaiju fight with right. uh, with the uh, Amit and Khonshu. But they both had avatars, and I think that's what empowers right. them. I think it's vice versa. It seems like yeah. they need to have an avatar to act on Earth, and that avatar acting for them on Earth empowers them as a god. Mm, no, because Spectre was dead when Khonshu was yeah, released. You're right. I guess you're right. He, he didn't w- come back to life until halfway through that kaiju fight. Well, but both didn't they both come back at the same time when she released him? Wasn't that the same time that um, Mark came back too? And he was like, Mark? no, no, because because he had the whole thing where he was trying to get uh, uh, Layla to say yeah. yes. Yeah, you're right. You're right. They were in the pyramid. She freed him. And then yeah. Mark came back. Yeah. He's like, I need an avatar. And she's like, no. <laughs> and then she ex- the job from the hippo lady. So let's talk about Layla for a second. Yeah, yeah. the hippo lady. I love her. Scarlet Scarab. Is that a name that rings a bell for anyone? No, no but, but apparently is that what they're called it, does, uh, it does ring true from comics. Yes, it is a character. Scarlet oh, Scarab really? was like, I don't know if it was golden or early silver age, but the Scarlet Scarab was an Egyptian character that fought with the nazis was a bad guy <laughs> no, wow he in, uh he was in invaders he, he showed up in invaders okay uh, so it was he was a golden age character f- it created in the 70s there okay. was a part of me that really wanted her to to turn out to be um israeli instead of egyptian and, and cast her as sabra ah man yeah but sorry isn't sabra that sabra's a mutant go. right Sabra's a mutant. Oh yeah, she is technically. So a mutant. what? So I don't want Silver, them to take. Sil- I don't want them to take that away from. I know, but I don't want them to take that away. I don't want that taken away from Sabra. Is what I'm saying. Well, yeah, like true. I want her to be a mutant. Yeah, because everybody thinks of Sabra when they think of all the hot mutant happenings. Hey, Sabra. If Sabra was the first mutant in the MCU, that would be awesome. I'd be fine with it. I'd be fine. The first mutant uh, in the MCU is a Jewish person. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Because if you look at the MCU, the way the MCU is kind of the, the, the structure of the MCU, going into the assass- Thieves and Assassins Guild and everything, and then backdooring into Xavier and all of that would be would fit more with the aesthetic and the timeline. Okay. Yeah, just a movie set in New Orleans with the Gambit, with the obviously, and all of that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you came back too soon. So I know, sorry. We're still doing Gambit, huh? 
I was trying to be respectful. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. I mean, whatever. I'm 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 into it. Yeah, I, like, I, is, I don't think I, it's not going to happen, but it, no. I, and and as long as we and I also don't agree that Charming Tater should be the guy to play him either. So Charming Tater, like, look, this I is going to be con- you, this yeah. is going to be a controversial opinion, uh, maybe, maybe not. Uh, but I thought that the dude from Friday Night Lights was an excellent gambit. Yeah. Um, in a very shitty movie. Oh, he was the least problematic thing with that. Movie. Yeah, no yeah, problem with that actor. That's not my issue. Now him flying uh, around though, like he literally flew around in the movie. <laughs> I mean, look, he's gambit. You, you, he doesn't you, fly. You, you mean to tell he wasn't literally flying? Watch he that was, movie again. There are scenes where he's like. <laughs> Flying over buildings and land. He was doing like the Superman two, where the bad guys like flew and it made the noise. <laughs> you know. Okay, thank you. Uh, uh, I, I, I thought he, I thought he'd like, I thought he, he'd like detonated a car at his feet or something like, like Ultimate Gambit yes. did with the, yeah, uh, with the I mean, the and like, cover. to me, like I again, we're like we're not going to devote any time talking about X Men Origins Wolverine, but no. <laughs> to me, like Gambit. Gambit being able to leap and flip the way he does in the comics is not something I'm going to hold against that movie. True. Because that's what he, he like, he can do that shit in the comics. Sure. Every character can. I'm just saying it, it's, also, there's a, ma- there's a way to make it look better in the movies. Right. right <laughs> that's yeah. all no, that's totally fair. Totally <laughs> fair. Actually, apropos to my conversation on the discord and I'm getting back into the 1610 stuff so I can, I don't know, abuse myself more, but, uh, uh, Ultimate Gambit, I think, is the best version of Gambit. I don't disagree with that. I don't disagree with that, and that is something we should absolutely discuss uh, in our back issues and have a how fight far, there. Uh, we- how far into the Ultimate Universe are you? Well, I mean, Gambit, I know, I know, I know he dies. And oh yeah, I mean, don't get used to him. That doesn't make him bad. He just dies, you know. No, he gets absorbed. He gets absorbed by Rogue. Yeah, yeah, he he, he gets Carol Danvers. Which probably should have happened inverse, yeah. with as much as those idiots could touch each other probably should have happened years ago. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that, honestly, that's, that's, that is totally yeah. fair. It's, but the, it's, handling uh, of, the handling of his powers, the handling of just his personality, he's less creepy. He's more yeah. like scrappy rogue. He doesn't talk like uh, Paul Perdue. You know, like, oh, uh, mon cherry. Does. Uh, I was really cooking. I was really cooking his there. Oh, is I'm a gambler. Thicker <laughs> and more accurate in the, in the, ultimate yeah, universe. it's not fact, as annoying. The, it's a little more accurate. I'll give you no, that. No, I think you're just annoying. I think you, yeah, I think JD's right. And I think that you are just applying an annoyance that you don't really, oh, that is not really deserved. That's what I hear. You're applying the Claremont phonetic. At it, it's you're, all you're I can hear. It through a, you're coming at it through your already it's anti-gambit bias. This problem is mine. There's nothing wrong with the character. Uh, I hate but the like character. You can't, you, can't look at the, you can't look at the way they wrote Ultimate Gambit's speech and tell me it was better. It didn't no, bother no. me as much for some reason. JD, yeah, we're going to keep moving here, more. but it is good I to talk to you team. and fight about Gambit with you, brother. Damon Chan, your mic is not turned on, so figure that out. We're going to go to Frank in the meantime because we've got a crap load of Star Trek to talk about today. Frank, get How in here. How do you here. know if their mic's turned on or not? I can hey. see it. Frank, he, because, can, he can feel it. He can feel the presence of the mic. Well, because I see people <laughs> being muted and nope, stuff. That's, but don't worry sure. about it. Don't worry about it. You can't see what I, this thing that I can see. Oh, all right. Frank, talk yeah. to me. Uh, Let's hey. talk Star Trek. Oh, my goodness. All right. 
Oh, there's a lot of Star Trek, guys. There's a lot there's of Star lot. Trek to unpack. Let's start with Picard, and then we'll move to yeah. yes. Brave New Worlds. Yes. So finale okay. Picard. So, How do you feel? We were all a little shaken all right. up. So, so this is my this is my take on the oh, now that the series is done, the season is done. Right. This is my take on the entire season. This season was an absolute love letter to the next generation. Yes. Um, I feel that the middle four episodes, like episode five, six, and or middle three episodes, like five, six, and seven, were the weakest point. Absolutely. Of, of the of the of the epi- of the season, and and really could have done without a lot of that stuff. Yeah. And they could have expanded on why Rios kind of decides to stay. They could have expanded on the, the Borg Girati thing. By the way, I'm calling her Borgati. You know, almost like a Borgati. <laughs> Borgati. Um, Borgati. Let me Borgati. ask you, on it's the subject Italian. of, of, of the Borg Queen, right? Yeah. Do you feel like we've had a lot of, I'm a new character, like, and not just here, Discovery as well, but like yeah. new character, gets pumped up, gets a storyline, gets in a spaceship, flies away. Like <laughs> we've done this like seven times now. <laughs> or like, I, I guess uh, they're you know, gone. But, I guess they're not I, on I the wanna, show. <laughs> I want to I want to say this about it. Um, like Jurati is not a character that we were invested in. Fair okay? enough. And not invested like for the last thirty years in. Okay. What What did you feel right when in that episode, uh, the episode Nepenthe from season one, when when Picard shows up at Deanna and Will's house, right? And you saw uh, Riker making pizza. How did you feel about? Or, uh, see now, the, I loved that. That was wonderful. Me too. I loved it. But because I feel like we that. didn't have enough of that this season. No, we wandered we away. And the we story with Picard's mom. Don't get me wrong. That is an emotional, moving yeah. story. Could have done it in one episode. I did not I, need to stretch out that far. Because like we saw what was going to happen to mom coming a mile away. Yeah. There was yeah, true. no question. I, I, you know what? And I'd go so far as to say that I'm not. I don't fully understand. <laughs> Uh, maybe I need to rewatch. Maybe I was distracted <laughs> when I watched it, but I don't fully understand what actually happened where it's like, and then he locked the door and then he hid the key and the key is a metaphor. No, 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 no. Some- it was, it was reverse of that. He, they it was, showed he it in reverse. He took, he took yeah. the key from the hiding space and unlocked the door. That's how mom got out. That's right. how mom did what she did. They right. showed it in oh, reverse. So in the pa- in the past, he yes. unlocked the door right. before they went the back. Scene, to the scene they showed him right. like wake up in the bed, get out of bed, and walk back. Like it was all in reverse, and he like yeah. so. Okay, and but it, they were it, in the twenty first century. I don't 20, understand. They had a very old house. And dad's into antiques. What do you want? But, uh, you know? Okay, but uh, okay, but. Uh, Better yet, Dad was on Battlestar Galactica too. Wrap your mind right, around that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, I, you know, um, I, no. My question is: if yeah. he unlocked the door in the 21st century, what did locking the door in the 24th century matter? I don't think it matters at all. Yeah, I don't know um, if that was. I think. What, well, I think that was just. There was look. There's some storytelling here that is not great. It really yeah, isn't. This, they, this season was not the best. And I really, you know, like I said, I, I will watch Patrick Stewart in almost anything. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think that he's fantastic. I think, I think that th- I'm going to say this, this is, might be controversial for some people. I don't think they needed Brett Spiner in this, in this at all. I don't disagree. I, don't I think, think that whole story, you can either do the mom and Q thing. Yeah. Or do yeah. Brett, do, you know, Q and Brett Spiner thing. Right. Do that. But both like, got really muddy, yeah. and I started to wonder why do we even need that? Why I feel do we like even they could have had part? two separate storylines happening: yeah. one first five episodes, and then the next five episodes, and that could have been two entirely 
self-contained storylines totally. that would have been ultimately more satisfying for the fans. Yeah. But like I said at the beginning, this is an absolute love letter to the next generation. For and sure. to to Q in a lot of ways, because a lot of I, I mean, I'm a big fan of the Q character. I, I always felt like he was in love with Picard. He loved Picard. Oh, yeah. You know, and he just put it out there at the end. And I'm like, and I was so emotionally touched by that. But I wanted more of that. I wanted more of the. Yeah, I wanted more of a relationship between Car- Picard and Q. I agree. Or, you know, like that should have been like an entire episode. And it, because it you like know, it got. I don't know. It almost just seemed antagonistic after a while where it's like, all right, right. so he's sick and he's being a jerk. And like, I don't. Yeah. Yeah. It didn't. It seemed weird. It all right. Seemed weird. Let's shift gears. Yeah. Let's talk Brave but New Worlds. I loved it. I, I'm going to say I loved it. And I think it's I think it really stands overall as a good story to kind of like put certain things into place. So let's talk okay. Brave New Worlds. Brave New Worlds. Now, Brave New World, totally strange. I watched strange. It. It's part of Strange New World. Strange, strange New World. Brave, brave New World is all different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, 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 that's more dystopian. It's Aldous Huxley, my bad. <laughs> um, so, oh, my, oh, man. Brave New World was so mind-blowing. It, it is exactly what any original series Star Trek fan wants. Yes. It's exactly that. Yes. Because it goes back to the original format, goes back to the original storytelling. Yes. But it has that that a re- that that new sense of you know um storytelling and and stuff like that but it's totally. not giving us the the okay we're going to have a stretched out and that's i think the biggest problem with modern storytelling is that we've got these 10 episode seasons of things and they have to tell one single story right. i don't think that's true right. i don't think you need to do that but brave new world i am so oh man strange so strange excited. new world i got you doing it now too sorry i'm doing it now sorry i'm so excited for it the character the characterization of well, first of all, um, Pike is being played. The way he's being played is phenomenal. Yeah. And I think I Anson think that, Mount, man, Anson, Anson Mount, Mount. Right. he has done such a great job fleshing out that character from discovery and then bringing it into this new um, this new show is you really can follow that character. Um, Spock was fantastic. I, I like Ethan Peck as Spock. I think he's good. Um, I'm like, I like how they're kind of like giving his hair a little bit of a mess. Cause if you yeah, watch that yeah. first, that those first few episodes, his hair is a mess. Oh, you know, also last time we saw Spock, he was not this ripped. He, oh, I know. Right. He gets out of the water <laughs> and like yeah. when he's having sexy time with his girlfriend and that dude is jacked. Like, right. Right. Like, you know, and I'm Spock like, wow. was like always a tall, skinny kind of guy. And like he didn't yeah. have to be like this Spock. I'll bet that Vulcan yeah. nerve pinch kills you. You know, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's um, yeah, I loved it. I loved Spock. I loved oh, I loved seeing I love that Ohura was on the Enterprise as a cadet doing her. Oh, yeah. Cadet rotation. It was it's, it's fun. Um, I'm going to say there's a lot of fan service in this show. But Definitely. you know what? I think that it's fine. That's fine. And we like that kind of stuff. Yeah. Because we're fans. I thought I thought the little um the little red herring with Kirk was great. Totally. Yeah, what's that about? That's his brother. His That's brother. his older brother. That's little bro. Now, in the episode in the episode with the with the flying vomit, uh, um uh, uh, um annihilation, I think it's Simon annihilation, there are these like little flat pancake vomity things, which they are literally vomity fake vomit. <laughs> yeah. No, they are. They, they were. are literally. It was fake puke. Yeah, it was, plax- it yeah. was plastic oh, puke. in the original series. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, in the original series. His brother died. Mm-hmm. Okay. His, there's a pig and it's, and it's William Shatner in a mustache. 
And that's it. They show you a still picture of William Shatner lying on <laughs> the ground in a mustache. And, and I'm like, and it's so funny that they just, they bring him on the bridge and he's got the mustache. And I will be so not surprised if that's the same actor playing Jim Kirk. That would be rad. I'm fine that, with it. That would be, that, that'd be pretty great. That would be so funny. Uh, I, I had no idea. I didn't know Kirk even had a brother. Oh yeah. No, no, no. He does. If, if you, if you watch the, uh, the 2009, he's got the older brother. Brother was like, by the books guy. Brother was a guy yeah, that parents loved. Right. He joined this. He joined Starfleet. He did everything right. he's supposed to. And Kirk yep. was the screw up. Like, yeah. and, and he was the one that like so, made so I, good I after it. brother dies. Yeah. He's like, all right, I get it. Time for me to like do this right. And he fixes yeah. it and becomes the guy he wants you right. because of his brother that he lost. Yeah. And one of the things I really loved about it is their connect. They connected discovery yeah. to to you know, brave uh, strange new world. Yeah, because you can't um, not talk about it. They had a pretty I, big right. arc together. So. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and I'm glad they connected it, and I'm glad that they that you see Pike with the trauma of seeing his own future. And then the other part about about it was they go down. They, they perfectly worked in going down to this planet and saying, "Oh, hey, you know what? This is your path. This is what happened to Earth. You're exactly at this path. If yeah. you use this as a weapon, this is what happens." But we want you to join us. And instead, you know, he convinces them. And he's great. He goes, hi, I'm Christopher. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was and pretty I, great. Which I thought was a great callback to the 2009 movie when yeah. um, when the Romulan Rami, commander is like, hi, uh, Christopher, Christopher, I'm Nero. <laughs> right. that was, I thought that was great. It was like so, such a casual way of putting it. Yeah. But this series, um, I, I got to go back and watch like the, I got to go back and watch it again. Uh, I, I did these, like, I did like that they, uh, that they put footage from the January 6th insurrection in yes. the uh, footage. Right in there. It was great. Yeah, they I, I, went for it. They were like, hey, America, see what's going on today? Yeah, yeah, this is like, how the world did, ends. In case the Discovery finale wasn't enough for you to understand yeah. how we feel about you. Right, right. Just so um, you know. Like, <laughs> this is Star Trek. This is what Star Trek does. This uh, is absolutely the best Star Trek that I have seen in a long it's time. It's off to a very oh, yeah. good start. Yep. And even oh, yeah. watching oh, yeah. with Casey, she she was very much like, okay, so I like great. this show a lot more. It's like, I get so that like, there's Picard stuff going on that you're connected to. She did not care about the season Picard at all. Fell asleep during every episode. Yeah. She really liked this though. And I think it's because Spock is super hot now. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, uh, well, like, look, but we forgot, but we moved on from Picard before we could talk about Wesley. Oh, <gasps> Yes, I really actually love that. I I thought it was. I mean, I know there's a lot of Wesley hate out there. I'm and gonna, I was one I'm of gonna, the people who hated Wesley. I'm staying quiet. I hated him on the show, but I thought. Oh yeah, Wesley sucks. I mean, he sucks. Yeah, but I thought <laughs> what they did with the character, what they did with with his, they, they they're just putting it. They're putting his character into the perspective of this is what happened to Wesley. And okay. I loved it. Now, I Frank, it uh, I, ne- I, I need you to uh, in uh, as succinctly as you can. Okay. Uh, because I like, I guess maybe I missed that episode. Like maybe I missed Wesley's oh, exit well, from next generation or maybe, uh, you know, I've, I only watched it once 30 years ago and I haven't revisited it. He became it, a native I, American space God. <laughs> can, you, uh, can you please uh, lay it on us? I can't what tell you the exact happened episode. to Wesley. Okay, so the traveler shows up again. I'm gonna time you, Frank. You have okay. 60 seconds. Go. Jesus Christ. <laughs> the traveler shows up again and he gives and he and he helps them out with something and then gives Wesley the choice to come with him or not. And Wesley takes the opportunity to go with him. However, there's a weird there's a scene in one of the Star Trek movies where Riker and Troy get married and Wesley's at the wedding. So, you know, like they didn't really explain where he came uh. from. <laughs> 
20 seconds. So there you go. That's that's it. That that's was it. you did it in 40 what seconds. Traveler? That was great. Who, that was really who, good. Who's the traveler? Okay, so the traveler. Go go back to an episode in season one. 30 seconds. With, go. With, <laughs> with um all right, geez, I don't remember that, but there's a, not there's a guy who comes in it's who's fun. gonna come in and he's gonna tune up the Enterprise engines, and he's not really tuning up the engines. Yeah, it's the traveler doing it, and the traveler says to Picard, um, Please, he is a prodigy. He is he is what Mozart is to music. He is to time and space. He is to he is he's a space he, god. He, essentially. Yeah, he is. He, yeah. Um, and 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 Picard's like, oh, okay. So that's why that's why they make him acting ensign right. because of right. that. So that's and and you got to go back to season one for that. And I can't remember the episode. Um, I'll try. I'll fi- I'll figure it out. And I'll put it in the uh, the Discord. Account. So he's a different space god than the one that's in love with Picard. Yes, yes. a separate okay. space. Just guy. making just trying yes. to keep it all. He's a space guy that was in love with various. He's a space guy in love with Wesley. Uh, he, who was a kid at the time. So, you know, whatever. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> like, when, you, when time and space have no meaning to you, it doesn't really matter, right? Uh, it's just a number. There's people that right. say that on the internet too, Joe, just so you know. So, <laughs> but, um, so before you, before, before I go, I want to say, uh, I saw Batman. I actually really loved it. It was great. Um, yeah. I thought it was fantastic. I, I loved, I loved the, um, finale of moon Knight. i thought it was great it was excellent i really really such an excellent show and my answer to the question is this so as a guy i work with he is a very very conservative very trumpian um and really didn't really bond with him too well we're sitting there and we just start talking about old comic books one day and he pulls out a stack of old comics out of his filing cabinet and i'm like what as he goes oh yeah these are mine like like 40 year old comic books you know and he's like oh yeah these are mine and that's and that's like i we were not like real super close but we've gotten more bonded right and closer you know so so yeah a guy i work with who i didn't really have anything in common with i have a lot more in common with than i actually so knew now you just got to ask him didn't you learn anything from any of these you know and um, then <laughs> that's a whole different he, conversation he, though. He, he calls any of the new star treks the woke star trek yeah oh going, god you're all woke yeah bad news buddy go back and watch him again frank good <laughs> to talk to you man great to talk to you guys <laughs> bye buddy let's get harvey uh, in maybe, here in maybe he was only focusing on the ones where the uh elder space gods fell in love with children that could be that could be or maybe he was yeah. writing uh what was the con- captain confederacy or something like that i don't know harvey mm-hmm. how are you brother hey guys how's it going good up, what are we so. rapping about today friend um i wanted to talk about moon knight well kind of moon Knight, just basically all the marvel shows in general let's do it let's talk about some moon knight and go from there <clears throat> all right <clears throat> um moon knight was pretty out there it was out there I'll give you that. You know, they, 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 it was a lot of show and a little tell. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't disagree. Like there was, there, there was like a whole, like everybody was kind of freaking out about the whole, let's rewind time back to the day that they made this map so we can see what the stars look like at that time. Yeah. And I, I w- didn't, I didn't get hung up on it. I didn't get hung up on that either. And I do think that something happened because originally they were saying like, look, this is going to be a mini series and that's done. And they didn't even submit it like to the Emmys as a regular series. And then all of a sudden they, and the director of the show went on so far as to say like, yeah, Oscar and Isaac and I started talking about it. We, and he got really excited about Oscar it. Oscar and Isaac and the director. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. And the, he like, all of a sudden they were like, we're going to do more of this. We're totally going to do more. There's nothing set in stone, but the way they ended it, I mean, come on. There's definitely yeah, more. Yeah, I mean, coming. it would have been fool- it would have been foolish of, of them for them to not end it on a yeah 
an open ending. So instead of spelling everything out, I think they did leave some stuff kind of hanging because we are going to see we're getting we're getting more. There's no question. Otherwise, that's the worst ending yeah. ever. <laughs> yeah, you know, like you can't stop I mean, like that. Not really. <laughs> I, 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 I mean, it, it's it would have been a fr like it it made me want more, but also like the idea, you know, it's like. It's like the idea that that um, Mark is out there and he's not as okay as he thinks he is when the right. show ends. That's just a fun note to end on. Sure. Um, and and while it uh, it does offer, you know the the potential for more. If they had been, if they never made any more, I would have been like, yeah, you know. I, they did it. I guess, but like, I just, I don't know. I don't think you can stop like that. Well, and uh, because, and it's also, it's also always been my, um, my feeling that if Oscar Isaac was going to come back as Moon Knight, it would be in a movie. But if they do more show, then that's fine too. Yeah, no, well, I've, you know, I think Moon Knight is, is the way that they have it set up. It is such that I don't want necessarily just like a two hour movie to be like, there's everything explained Bye. like, I would no, like another no, six I, parts. I, I'm saying he shows up in a, like, may, like maybe there's a team, maybe there is a team up movie. That's not the Avengers, you know, sure, or sure. like maybe there's a, he's part of an ensemble, like, like not necessarily like a, a, a Moon Knight movie where they have to try to sum everything up in right, one right. film. Um, well, but uh, team with uh, with Ghost Rider and Midnight Suns, <laughs> right? Like, now, Harvey, Midnight Suns. You do, talked do, about do, that do with a, us. Like redo the Defenders. You know, we we know we yeah. got Daredevil. We know we got. Uh, well, we don't know anything, but I like. Yeah. I like to think that Luke Cage and Jessica Jones are out there somewhere. We got Shang Chi. Like they could do the Defenders again, I and suppose. I'd be happy with that. Now, Harv, you talked about it with us. Things we were wrong about. Blade did not show up. We did not right. get vampires, stuff like that. And we all thought. In fact, there were no actual werewolves. They were like magic jackals Yeah, or they were something. magic jackal yeah, and things. And the, the only actual connection to anything else was a mention of the uh, uh, ancestral plane. Yeah. That was really the only connection to anything in the Marvel Universe. Oh, which is, yeah, where uh, Black Panther goes. Right. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, you know what? But, I didn't even make that connection, but that's absolutely. And he was even purple and everything, just like where Black Panther went. Like, I didn't well, even connect. Well, that, that was the afterlife. That Tala mentioned that. Yeah. When she's talking to him, she's like, when they first show up, she's like, oh, this is just one of many different versions of the afterlife. You yeah, should no. see the ancestral plane. It's beautiful. Oh, right. okay. Yeah, yeah, All right. Exactly. So, yeah, gotcha. they were, when she, when they were on the boat, they were in like basically the, like the river or something of Egypt, or, right? Yeah, they yeah, were, the they were, yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, they were uh, on the way to the afterlife. I do think um, we're getting more. We need to see him protecting people in the night. They kept saying, will you protect the travelers in the night? Like, okay, <laughs> let's see that. <laughs> I mean, the whole, I mean, yeah, for a movie, for a show called Moon Night, like they sure spent a lot of time in daylight yeah they really did <laughs> and there was very little moon night in it yeah, yeah, yeah did, that did bug me that there I, it, it kind of did bother me that moon night didn't really take a front seat at all i'll give you that and but I, I do think they wanted to explain the story of like three people well two people sorry trapped yeah. you know together figuring it out and now now we can go full on moon night we can do it. Did can, you like the flip flopping during the fight? I didn't mind it at all. I thought it was kind of fun. I thought it was a bit much. I, I don't know it, why Steven can fight though. I don't know much. that. Other than he's like, oh, my body can do oh, this. And I didn't yeah, know I can tap memory. into it. Yeah, sense memory, you know. You know, it, something like, like that. 
or whatever. I mean, whether whether or not, yeah, whether or not Stephen is cognizant of it, he does know it. Fair enough. You know, fair. Um, enough. I mean, I guess I don't know how disassociative identity disorder really works, but like, right. I, I don't think possible. it. I don't think it works like that though. Where it's, I like, mean, I understand. Well, yeah, but these <laughs> people also don't get possessed by moon gods and turn into right. ninjas. But, but if like Tom Brady was also like had disassoci- disassociative whatever, and he was a surgeon, you know, and he like I didn't know, but I'm also a brain surgeon. <laughs> you know, like. But I mean, like it's like there there are uh, this this doesn't necessarily have anything to do with DID, but like there are studies of of people with brain. Um, uh, abnormalities. I can't think of a better word, but you know what I mean. They, they've got, they've got something in their brain. Their eggs are scrambled. We'll just like, say their eggs are scrambled. Their eggs are scrambled. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, like uh, they, they display like an aptitude for languages that they should not know. True, that does happen. Right. Like, yeah. And but and that's not necessarily DID, but like these things, things similar. Uh, yeah, like if if you were to extrapolate that to its comic book extreme, you could be like, oh yeah, well because Mark knows kung fu, yeah, Stephen knows kung fu, or at least he knows how to defend himself. I, and I think that's a that is a good answer to that. Basically, like yeah, your body can do this. Now we are communicating, and we can switch and stuff, and we're aware of each other. So maybe you can do some of that stuff too. I don't have a problem with that. Yeah. Um. Now I I. I love. I ended up loving Stephen by the end. Uh, I was a little bit bummed that Mister Knight was kind of a joke, uh, because in, in, like in yeah. the comic, Mister Knight is so friggin' cool. Yes. Well, like I said in the Discord, I'm not. I was not familiar with any of this new Moon Knight stuff. The last time I read Moon Knight was like 1986, and it was very. <laughs> it was <different>. boring. <laughs> it was different back then. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so this was very different and exciting to me, which. You know, I was not one person got their face cut off. So this touched on a lot of that stuff. It touched on a lot of the modern stuff, but then it very much veered away and went into its own direction. Well, it took it took uh, it took so much from the Jeff Lemire run uh, that followed Warren Ellis uh, that I was surprised by it. Yeah, I was shocked. It took so much from uh, from that Lemire and Smallwood run Um, like all of the stuff where you know he like he's he's uh he's in new york but he's seeing egypt is he in the mental hospital isn't he like is he fighting orderlies or is he fighting jackals right you know, right all right. of that stuff like uh, so much of it oh and and the doctor secretly being the villain where uh, when he's uh, in the comics it's dr emmett who is amit right uh you know and but here we get harrow as a middleman right. um and like I, I was just stunned at how much inspiration it took from the Lemire run, which for as good as it is, uh, you don't hear a ton of people talking about it. Not like they do the Ellis run. Definitely. Definitely. I think the Ellis run did set up a lot of stuff there that Lemire ran with. I agree. I wish Mr. Knight. Well, now here's the thing. They may have set it up so now he can become that Mr. Knight character. He has confidence. He can fight a little bit now. Steven is a very yeah, smart guy. Yeah, but he still talk like this. He may so. still have a weird little <laughs> accent, but I it didn't bother me after a while. That's and my Stephen Grant impression. The physicality, like in that scene where they're both like in the, you know, the river sticks or whatever and running for the door and one of them is Mark and he's tall and he's strong and Steven is still kind of like the physicality of his acting. It's pretty good, yeah. Amazing. No, yeah, it, yeah, the performances yeah. the performances were great. Yeah, uh, like well, you know no, what no the show did that all that 
really all of the shows have done for us so far. What's that? Let's go over them. WandaVision. We had Monica Rambeau, Agatha Harkness. Sure. Falcon and the Winter Soldier. We had Carly Morgenthau and Valentina La Contessa. Loki, we got Sylvie. What if we got Captain Carter? Hawkeye, we got Echo and Kate Bishop. This yeah. one, we get Layla. Girls are actually coming, starting to step up without having to be forced. You know yeah. what I'm saying? No, like, definitely. Right. A lot of people complained about that scene in, in Endgame. Yeah. Where all the yeah. girls had conveniently teamed up. Right. Where, it's it's one thing where it's like, they're all like, oh the, shit, now we have to do it. And we'll all team up and be lady. Like, these are just like characters are like, no, we're just badasses. We came up through the story. Like we're part of things yeah. and everything. And, and they're, they're real. They're not all good guys. Some of them are bad guys. Yeah. They're, that's not a problem. Yeah. You know, some of them are really good bad guys. I love Agatha. I love Carly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally agree. And, and, you know, I'm, I'm noticing that more and more in, uh, I'm noticing that more in other spaces as well, whether it's comics or, or other shows where it's just like, oh, you know what? Like there's one white person. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there's, or there's one white dude and, uh, the rest of them are either non-white or non-male or both. And I like, it didn't bother me. I didn't even notice it. it, it like right. I didn't even think about it until I stopped. Oh, it and, terrifies and me realized. though. Cause like white people are in real trouble here, Joe. I don't yeah, know if you realize right. this. Well, well like, somebody please think of the white man. Yeah. We're like endangered, uh, you know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but that's yeah, a fucking like, joke. And, like, yeah. <laughs> and, and like, I'm not saying that like these corporations, uh, like corporations are never your friend ever, no matter how badly you want them to be or how funny their Twitters are. Sure. Uh, but, uh, like and, and so I know the underlying there, there might be somebody on the creative side that has their heart in a good place. But at the end of the line, it's all driven by dollars. And I get it. Like, I'm not a fool. Well, sure. Mm-hmm. But uh, if but if if they are finally seeing audiences, the audience as a whole. Yeah. And instead of just a, a part of it. Yeah. You know, the part that I happen to be it from then i think that's great i think that's that's yeah it's a means to an end it's a means to an end and it's great if like i think there's also something you said for we show everyone and that increases a market as well because people see themselves there for a change it's not just and guess what the rest of the world is sick of staring at white people all the goddamn time figure it out you know (laughs) yeah and and like i also said in the discord i would i would rather see a layla Tawet. Scarlet Scarab, whatever you want to call her. Yeah. I guess, I guess her, they kind of allude in the show to her dad being the Scarlet Scarab. I guess they show him like a close up of him in that scene where uh, we see everybody dead at that, at that uh, dig site. Oh, really? I didn't, I didn't know that he was supposed to be there. He had a Scarlet Scarab on his chest. Oh, interesting. Now I will say the Scarlet Scarab, the Scarlet Scarab thing, that is something they only were kicking around on the set. They, the director said like, that's just what we referred to her as on the set. I don't know if that's where this goes. We're open to it. So we'll see. I I don't think there's any reason not to, I mean, do it. Right. Who cares? Uh, I mean, I, you know, I, and I think that it was super interesting, uh, you know, just uh, I, I, I don't know why they did it. I have no problems with it. Um, but uh, I think it's interesting how Layla essentially 
replaced replaces Marlene yeah. entirely. Like um, uh, the whole thing with it, where the like the dead the dead dad at the dig site, you know, when Mark gets shot and and taken over by Conchu, that's Marlene's dad. And so, yeah, there is no Marlene. There is Layla, and that's fine, um, yeah. because Marlene is not interesting. Yeah. Layla is a badass. Yes, yes, <laughs> right. Uh, Although I do want Frenchie, get Frenchie in here. Come on, I did, I did want <laughs> uh, I did want Frenchie, but I did, I did, I, I was pleased that his name was in um, Mark's burner phone in the in the bag. Oh, was the, it? I didn't see in that. The go bag. Yeah, because yeah. it was like. It was a um, bunch of calls from Layla and one, and then call one that said Duchamp. Oh, yeah. neat. So maybe that is there. Maybe that's all part. Maybe he's there. I don't know. We'll see. Harv. He's at least called him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who knows? Harv, it is good to talk to you, man. We're going to keep rolling here. All right, guys. All right. See you, bud. Damon, your mic is on. I can see you working now. Get in here, brother. Yo. There he up, is. Everyone. Look at that. Yo, yo, yo. All right. Yo, what are we rapping up. about? Let's talk. All right. Mostly about Moon Knight and a couple of thoughts, actually, okay. uh, regarding Jake Lockley. Specifically. Yes. Yes. Um, so the fact that they have turned him from a New York cab driver into a desperado Spanish speaking, um, but news cap wearing hitman. Yeah. Driving the limo. <laughs> he did wear the news <laughs> cap. Amazing. Made me happy. He wore that. He wore the hat. <laughs> Absolutely amazing. Yeah. And I also love the, the little tribute there. If I remember that little thing with Conchu in the suit, that, I'm trying to remember what run that was. Was that the little uh, Lemire run where he was wearing the suit? Cause there, that definitely was taken. Um, I think from, that showed like, up. In, I think that yeah. showed up in the LS run first. Cause I think, I think well, so too. well, you yeah. see Mark in the limo in the suit in the LS run, but you, yep. but there are I, somebody did a somebody did a side by side. Um, they posted it either on our on our Twitter or on our or on Facebook. I can't remember where, but um, where it was Conchu in the suit with the bird head in the yep. limo. I remember and, that. And um, I want to say that that was a Greg Smallwood drawing. So uh, uh, it would have been after Ellis. Fair enough. Yeah, I have to read that because I was rereading some Moon Knight. I was just like, I know I read that at some point, but I was just like, yeah, that's pretty dope. So, but my question is, I guess going forward, fear, uh, like, I guess, uh, theoretically, if okay. there's a season two, um, it is interesting to me that essentially, like, uh, first of all, I'm, I'm assuming that we have to see Bushman at some point. They, they already name dropped you him. Name yeah, dropped they name dropped him. him. You got to yeah, do something. And, and, yeah. Yeah. So, and the other part is that it is going to be interesting the fact that Jake Lockley could almost be the tertiary villain, at least at first, because at this stage, it's like, you know, he's work. He's just straight up with whatever Kantu wants at this point. And Steve and Mark, I'm assuming, will go in not knowing what the hell is going on. Right. Again. And Harvey. Right. OK, so Harvey, who we just talked to, did call his shot last week, I believe. And he said on our discord, here's my prediction. I think Moon Knight is Bushman. And there's a possibility Jake Lockley yeah. might be. We don't know. Uh, he could you know, be. I, when, I, when, no, no. They haven't no. shown him. They haven't shown him, but he was. Uh, they were working for Bushman, like Bushman, like commanded everybody. <laughs> right. And so like Layla, like Layla's dad hired Bushman, like to protect them. They were the mercenary group and Bushman turned on everybody. Like that's, that's. Do we know that's, that that's not Jake? Do we have any evidence that it wasn't Jake? I, I think that like Occam's razor is an effect here. We're not going to assume that they're going to erase a character to create a fourth personality. 
No, I'm not saying that a fourth would. personality. I'm just saying Jake's code call name was Bushman or He's whatever. Bushman. No, Bushman is a Bushman. Bushman is Bushman. <laughs> His name is Bushman is Bushmanson or what? <laughs> like, I mean, I'll be honest. Bushman, I was with Bushman, Bushman, and Lockley of the, uh, yeah, the law geez. firm. Bushman, 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 and Lockley. That's going to be yeah, – they, they're going to start a lawyer firm at that point. It'd be like, yeah, that's my partner, yeah. Bushman. It's like <laughs> Bushman and Bushman Mahorkowitz, president accounted right, for. Like, uh, like, it's like good job, Bushman. Right? You're it's on like time. Doctor, doc, Bushman, yeah. Bushman, Bushman, Bushman. Or that's Kadishek, isn't it? Yes. Or no, Fletch. That's Kadishek, actually. But yes. But yeah, but overall, though, the series I did love. It was a little taken aback a little bit. And I got used to it after a while that the street levelness, I guess, wasn't there that I first expected from yeah. like going into the series. But you know what? I mean, if they're putting in the gods and all that stuff, I mean, you have to, I guess, kind of, you're going to go one direction or the other. Like you're either going to skirt around it or you're just going to go all in. And I guess they went I all agree. in. Which and, and I, I think don't mind. <laughs> you have to, to tell this story. The story that they mm-hmm. wanted to tell was the two separate, you know, characters in his head coming together. Yep. And after that, now we're established. Now he knows the rules. Now he can go back to New York and do the job. Now he can open the office. People come in and they're like, there's a vampire next door, living next door to me. And I think he ate my cat. You know, like, okay, I'll go take a look at that for you. You're like, there's werewolves in the sewer. You're like, I I can hear them down there and they're fighting. You know, like, I'll go have a look at that. You know, now he can do the job. We've set that up. And I think if they tried to do it where we just hit the ground running and he's already doing that, I think it would have lost some stuff. I don't don't think you could have told the same effective story, you know. You, you'd have left with more questions than that, especially yeah. for the casual person coming in. Like, what is this with this god? Why are they referring right. to Conchu and you know, all the other stuff? And, like, just think about the Moon Knight comics through the years. For how yeah. long were we like, well, we don't even know if this is really happening to Mark either. No. And it's been like 25 years. So yeah. <laughs> I think until, you're going to drop this as a show. You kind of have to spell it out because not everybody yeah. is willing to go on that journey that we went on with this character because he was in comics. So Yeah. And I, I'm, you know, I, I read it like very long time ago like when i first read moon like back in the 90s but i also remember like Conchu was kind of like hinted at and you know they added some things about you know his strength increasing in the move but right. we never really got into it until the 2000s really quite frankly yeah and yeah so you know this is yeah he was a voice i guess it was jason yeah. aaron that finally took him and being like oh yeah Conchu's powerful enough that he can help moon knight take over the world like beat up four literally well, <laughs> I, I <was> <laughs> so i just i just read that storyline like I, I i went back and uh, I caught up on all of the Jason Aaron Avengers that I skipped when I just got fed up with it and stopped reading. Mm-hmm. And so I read all of the um, Rise of Khonshu and everything up till current. Right. And the reason <laughs> the reason they give is because uh, it is a super moon that only appears once every million years, which yeah. means oh. surprise. The last time it happened was 1 million BC when all the other Avengers 1 million BC were rolling oh, around. And so, um, <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's 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 all part of Jason Aaron's weird fixation. He does that. He's a writer. He does. A complete aside, but as a writer, Jason Aaron is somebody that I notice gets hyper fixated on certain themes and then drives mm-hmm. them into the ground yeah. like the phoenix yeah yeah uh, and now them. it's the it's the one million bc avengers and it's mephisto and it's like okay enough it's like I, it's uh, but me. anyway i so, like he's paying attention to his own details great but which is good take it easy but, man i mean <laughs> what, like how long how he's been writing this book for what four years right like uh, come on and so uh, yeah it was it was the the moon was at its most potent 
Uh, <laughs> yeah. So that like he was, it wasn't even that like he didn't lift Thor's hammer, but he could control he it so with his super mind. Strong. Right, right. He could control point. it with He's his mind powerful. because Uru is technically made of moon rock. Oh, really? I didn't even know that was so much. It my is. God. Well, I mean, so uh, like uh, technically speaking, right? In, in that, like, uh, you know, the, the moon. The, the moon is just a collect- the moon is just the collection of asteroids that got pulled together by gravity to make a satellite. I mean, uh, I guess everything was made and, and, in a dying star right, yeah. at some point. And so, uh, like, yeah, Uru is technically chunks of a of, of it's technically moon rock, right? It, like, you it. can make that. Like if maybe it's if you believe it hard enough, right? You know, if you clap your hands and think good that would thoughts, be a good, then Tinkerbell this, can fly. This would be a really good like question of the week, like logical leaps in comics. Like, what's your oh best and worst? Like, I was just reading, catching up on Sabretooth, and Madison Jeffries is in the pit in hell for some reason. I don't even know what he did mm-hmm. wrong. Yeah, you know, like whatever. Box from Alpha Flight, mm-hmm. who I love, and I'm like, all right, whatever, he's there. Mm-hmm. And Sabretooth's like, I'm the devil down here, and Madison Jeffries like, yeah, well, my powers still work. And now here's a brief aside where I talk about how humans have made. 7 billion pounds of plastic and only 10% of it has ever oh been recycled and there's all that plastic breaks down into rivers and streams and into our food and whatnot <laughs> and that means there's a bunch of plastic inside you and by the way my power is I can control you know what you know matter of uh, whatever oh like artificial yeah. matter and so he In goes Bleep, and all the plastic <laughs> comes out of saber tooth and he's like ah! And I just oh stopped to win. Oh, well, I mean, okay. and that's the thing, right? Is that they're not, <laughs> they're not actually, they're not actually in hell. They are physically, right. they are physically in a hole. They're in, in the, the matrix, in basically. Yeah. That Sabretooth has like, through the force of his will, right. transformed into this hellscape. And yeah, so yeah, I read that scene and I was like, you know what? I'll buy it. <laughs> I mean, he's not oh, wrong. God. That is what Madison Jeffrey does, but it is Correct. quite a reach. And it, by the way, they're not in hell. <laughs> they're plugged into a bunch of roots like the Matrix. They're all asleep yeah, down there Correct. picturing this. Right. So. It's all in their heads. It's yeah. all in their heads. Yeah, it's it. uh, but yeah, I mean, it's kind of like it, it, it's sort of like uh, this whole Moon Knight thing where he beats up the Avengers. Uh, it, it's sort of like um, the Gladiator, right? The Gladiator mm-hmm. conundrum where it's like, sure. That is Gladiator's power. It's not that he's as strong as Superman. Yeah. It's that he is as strong as he believes he is. And if he believes he can beat you, he will. Right. Yeah. It's like the not, Hulk always getting stronger when he right. gets angry. And, and like uh, you might Possibly think infinite. that you might like in, in a very Ron Swanson moment, you might think that I said if he believes he can beat you, he can. It's that if he believes he can beat you, he will. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Like there's no can. There's there's only will. It's like I said. Bring me all the bacon. Yes. You might. You may have heard. Bring me a lot. You you may have heard. Bring me a lot of bacon and eggs. What I said was bring me all the bacon and eggs that you have. (laughs) Uh, And and it's like uh, so. If you can make Gladiator doubt himself, that's the only way you can stop him. Right. Yeah, I do remember that. And uh, and that that was kind of Moon Knight. It's like where Moon Knight's powers are basically fueled by his belief in this god that no one else worships and yep. his god has said you're not going to believe this mark but the moon is more powerful than it has been in literally one million right. years and he's like oh and is that I so want you, <laughs> i want you to go beat up thor and yeah, he's like, like well okay <laughs> and that's what is, it was that was essentially is, the storyline Oh, well, that, okay. Like I said, I have to reread all of that though, but that, that's actually freaking amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's but, cool. And they're, and they're sort of, they sort of built on that in the show a little bit too. It's like the more you believe in me or the more you accept, 
it, the more you allow well, me to work for you, well, the more power I can well, give you. Well, that's the too, reason. So. And again, this is you know to wrap it up in a way with Conchu. That's exactly why he, I guess, in the end, he wants to have Mark to some degree or one ask for his personality because you know, yeah, he was talking about Layla and all that, but she's never really gonna truly like you know give her you know her uh, herself to him in that regard yeah so jake lockley is seems to be perfectly right up his alley because he's like this guy's not going to question me yeah <laughs> like point. this guy likes right. so he, he likes to murder he's good at it yeah. and he doesn't ask yeah. questions and that's what i nope. like about him <laughs> like employee of the month jake lockley there yep. you go all right before before i uh one last thing and then let's just uh, answer the question of the week and then i'll get out of here let's do it um so yeah so i mentioned a little bit of this in discord but some of my best friends um this is not comic book related but uh so my best friends have come from watching pro wrestling specifically sure. go into live events and i don't mean like the wwe events um, like local stuff these, exactly um one of my best friends actually uh, i met at my old job and ironically she left that job and i and i came in to take her desk and she still visited the office i'm actually had friends and all that and then i put like a little bret hart pop on my you know my little cubicle or whatever nice and she's nice good she's taste talking. by the way bret hart good yes taste. yes <laughs> my favorite of all time but anyway she comes over because <laughs> she's like who the hell took over my desk she's just curious and she saw that she's like like oh you're into wrestling i love bret hart too and then next thing you know <laughs> i met all the rest of her friends and then we all started going to indie shows and nice. yeah, to this day we're just talking even not about wrestling anymore but you know i still go to shows i actually just on a side note i actually did um help to run this small indie show that was near me that and is so all cool of them showed up yeah it was pretty cool yes. actually, and now they're married but, support but no, not, not quite actually <laughs> support they are in a tag team though they tag team there you go now. yes there support like local indie wrestling <laughs> local indie wrestling is a ton of fun and it's everywhere it it's literally everywhere support yeah. it it's a good time I highly recommend take your friends even if you're not a fan you will have no. fun local wrestling rules 100 percent. i'm sorry yeah. i didn't mean to, I didn't mean to offend they're more like the bushwhackers there you go <laughs> okay there yeah you go. we go yeah. around and we just go wow yeah. lick people bite each other's heads and stuff you know damon good talking with you buddy yep. take care man <laughs> see you bud jimbo get in here play nice and let's close it out for the day what do you say play jimmy nice. how are you why would i what do you relatively mean nice you know what i mean come on right. <laughs> okay so question of the week i like this this is a good question a long time ago after college i was reading some manga over work this job i didn't care about so i was reading okay and a guy saw me and he's like hey you read blah blah, blah. i was like yeah i read blah blah, blah. And we've kind of, chit I mean, we don't work together anymore, but probably for the past, like, I don't know, 15 years, we just kind of message each other on on uh, manga and One Piece and stuff like that. So, yeah. Nice. Awesome. Nice. Yeah, so. All right. Um, let's see. So, sales months, uh, Spy Family, 2.3 million. Does Spy uh, Family have an, an, an active show or is it just manga? Okay. The show just started. Okay. Uh, so we're on this week is week four, episode four. Okay. And what is very important about this is this is a digital series only. What does that mean? So, I don't, I don't okay, think so. It so means it's a digital only series. I mean, but no, like, no, no. so, so generally Shonen Jump is a, is a weekly magazine that has one piece, Black Clover, Jujutsu Kaisen, et cetera, right. et cetera. And so what they've tried to do is pivot to uh, digital only. So, uh, Spy Family is not in the, the Shonen Jump ma weekly magazine. Now the okay. volumes, so basically after 10 chapters, they get volumes. Right. And that's what, and these are where the sales come from. Right. And um, that's so where the manga is. It's like literally put out in the magazine and then it comes out in a book. Bam. Right. It's like right. our weekly comics turned into trade paperbacks. Right. So it'd be like, if you go to the comic book store, you're like, yes, oh my God, here's my Batman, Superman, Green sure. Lantern, all in one collection. Right. 
And, and then from that, you will buy the volume sales. And that's what the sales are. The weekly magazine sales do not count toward uh, the sales numbers at all. Uh, so that's just like icing on top. basically. Well, that, so basically that is how they make a, a, a so that's kind of the, the sales, basically the sales, like the, the company gets full sales rights to the, their main magazine. Gotcha. Okay. Then hopefully you get your name in there and then the volume sales, that's how they get split up. It's like American Idol. You have, you have a bunch of judges that watch and they're yeah, like, you, you got kid, that's you got not, what it takes. So, so what's really important is, is this digital only is extremely popular. Um, uh, this and then uh, Kaiju number eight is also selling extremely well. I've heard of that uh, one too. I've seen pictures yeah, and, and it looks crazy. Yeah, it's actually really hitting its stride. It's just hit its one year mark. Um, I would foresee a anime adaptation with, announced within the next, by the end of the year, probably for next year. Um, and then Chainsaw Man's moving to digital only. The reason it was originally in jump, but now it's coming digital is just way too violent, too much blood, too much yeah. gore. Yeah. Uh, this stuff is supposed to be marketed toward teenagers. Uh, no, I, I don't. I don't know how JJK Jujutsu Kaisen gets because there's some horrific scenes of violence. Yeah, like I the, in the first four episodes, the main character is a kid that literally almost gets beaten to death every episode. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. like they're beating yeah. him with bats. We, we we've <laughs> all been there. You know, but like, yeah. there's a scene there. where they're literally hitting his head with a baseball bat repeatedly. I'm like, yeah, this is a yeah. kid show. You know? Well, what, what's what's ironic is that. Attack on Titan was rejected by Shonen Jump being too violent. Ooh, okay, not to interrupt. But now, but, 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 Jim, but, 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 I don't mean to interrupt you, but we just got some news, and it's uh -oh. big news, and it is very uh, tragic, but we just lost another huge creator. That That's a very tough one. Joe, you want to let everybody know? Yeah, uh, sorry, Jim. We're, we're going to have to cut you short on that, but... Um, uh uh, thank you to, uh, Mosaic, uh, fan art in the discord, longtime listener, Calvin, um, or pardon me, Todd, um, uh, George Perez has passed away. Um, he is, um, I don't have, I, I'm, I'm not going to be able to find, uh, I'm a little uh, shaken by it, uh, quite frankly. Uh, so, uh, he's been very sick for a while now. Um, he, uh, was suffering from terminal cancer and, um, I saw, I saw some stuff on Facebook, uh, just two days ago that said, um, George is not accepting visitors at this time. Yeah. He sleeps most of the day. And I actually posted something in the discord. I think George Perez is on his way out and, um, and now, uh, he is gone. Um, so, um, it looks like today, just this morning. It yeah, like. it would have been just today. We would yeah. have heard about it yesterday. Yeah. Um, so. Um, Oof. Oof. Uh, Neil Adams last week and George Perez this week. That's, man. Eek. Yeah, we're going to have to put a pin in this because I, I uh, there's, I've got too much to say and, and I right. can't think straight. So um, this is a loss that uh, mean, uh, that is, um, 
uh, affected me quite deeply. And uh, so uh, we're going to get our stuff together and we will have a proper. Um, definitely. We'll definitely. We'll, do have a, we'll have a proper talk about George Perez next week. But I just wanted we wanted to get that out there and let you guys know. Thank you, Todd, for letting us know. Um, he was every he was a lot of people's first comic. Todd's first comic was the new Teen Titans number one. Uh, the reason he started collecting comics. Um, everybody on the, everyone listening to this uh, show has heard me tell the story um, uh, about Crisis on Infinite Earths number seven. Oh yeah. Uh, you know I'm not going to get into it now, but uh, like George Perez meant something uh, very meaning deep and meaningful to me. Um, and I guess if you, we want to get into my answer for the question of the week, well, let's no, wait. We'll, let's we'll wait. Yeah, we'll wait we'll and do that. that. This is a creator that there's no way you didn't bump into if you've been around comics. There, there just isn't. He's a legend. We will definitely talk yeah, about this more drawn, on the show. He's drawn, he's drawn pretty much yeah. everyone. So we didn't get to talk about it too much with anybody because I don't think a lot of people have seen Doctor Strange yet, but you and I both watched Doctor Strange last night. And yeah. we wanted to share our initial reactions. Spoiler free. Initial reaction. Spoiler free. Yeah, spoiler free. I loved it. I thought it was great. I kind of did too. And I think it's weird because part of me was like, I can see why people might not love this movie that have watched a lot of other Marvel movies. But if you are a Sam Raimi fan, like I am a Sam Raimi fan, mm-hmm. I found it kind of irresistible. And I didn't mind Sam Raimi dipping his Sam Raimi in my Marvel Comics movie at all. Oh, no. I thought that this was like the Raimiest thing to ever Raimi. Oh, uh, yeah. And, uh, it was... <laughs> Uh, like every time, every time there was a like a, a signature Sam Raimi move, I I giggled a little. I was right, like, <laughs> and like the, the um, Evil Dead car was even in the movie and shit. Like, right, it was great. Yeah, you know, <laughs> like this isn't like look, this is the very most mild of spoilers. But like Bruce Campbell has a cameo because of course he does. Yeah, and it's it's just as weird and wonderful as you'd imagine. If you think you're and, not going to get Bruce Campbell in a Sam Raimi movie, you're an idiot. Yeah, he shows up in everyone. I thought that the magic the magical fight choreography, I guess for lack of a better way to phrase it. No, it's Kung Fu. Um, It's magic Kung Fu. It was better than anything they've ever done. Yeah. With that character. Uh, Like, and and I know that even in Dr. Strange, it wasn't just like, it wasn't only Dr. Strange waving his hands around doing stuff. You also had Wong and the other, um, uh, the other um, students and, and whomever like doing their own mystical martial arts or whatever. Um, but like this, like the way the spell casting and the way the spells were used, like in battle was so incredible Yeah, that like I, there were moments where like I was holding my breath because I was so impressed uh, by what I was seeing. Like I was just so taken aback and I, I thought that it was a visual feast. Um, like this movie's going to be divisive. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I, it's sitting but, at like 72%, which I find kind of shocking, personally. Which, I mean, but I, like I've seen lower Marvel, Marvel movies. Well, sure. I just don't know if I understand anybody that just flat out comes and sa- comes out and says, I didn't like it. Yeah. Like, if it's one thing if you didn't like the character arcs, which I understand. Well, the biggest like, with, complaint, Again, without spoiling anything. The biggest complaint seems to be, it's a mess, is what they're saying. And which I, I, don't, I don't really get, because I didn't find it hard to follow at all. No, and I don't totally um, disagree that it's not kind of messy, because it is all over the place, well, but it all works. There's a difference between it being messy and right. it being a mess. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's full- and it's cluttered, yeah. but in a way that you would expect when you're dealing with a, an infinite multiverse of possibilities. Or just Doctor and, Strange. I mean, or like, just, or, or, like, Doctor Strange should be chaotic. Right. It's, like, it's the whole point of that character is, like, 
you don't know what you're looking at half the time, right? right? Uh, like that Steve Ditko weird trippy nonsense. And that's what this movie was like uh, times a thousand. Yeah. And uh, so like uh, so again without spoiling anything, like if you want to tell me like you didn't like the arc of any particular character, fine. I get it. I I feel you. You are seen. I don't agree, but that's fine. There's definitely some peeps um, that are mad about that, and we'll talk about it right. later. But, yeah, we'll t- we'll talk. And I don't we'll talk I don't agree depth. with them. I think this yeah. was a logical extension of that. Like I don't know if I can get behind anybody that just comes right out and said I didn't like it. I need to know why. Like what about it specifically? Other than like maybe you didn't like that character? Because even a friend of mine, I I spoke to a friend of mine that didn't like the arc of a particular character, and uh, but she did really love like the technical artistry of it. Yeah, I mean you can't like, argue it's and, stunningly and it's like, visually like, gorgeous, <laughs> right? And since so, like she had very well reasoned. Uh, points uh, uh that went with her opinion i was like i that's all very fair Th- that's a whole different thing but like there are people out there that are just like it was terrible it's like no shut up yeah sorry no, i'm no. not buying that if you want to say like look stylistically it was so different from other marvel movies that i didn't enjoy it as much i'll buy that because sam raimi does a thing and sam raimi does a very specific thing yeah, sam raimi does a thing and you like what sam raimi does or you don't like what sam raimi does and i get that and this was definitely a sam raimi comic book movie no question that shumagor that shumagorath fight was so God, it great was great it was so great and it like a lot of times and i'm not spoiling anything here but a lot of times these movies the first set piece is a fight with some weird bad guy weird monster or whatever and then we move on from there Everything in this movie was deliberate. It set up stuff that was coming and it set up stuff that like even happens in like the very final scene of the film, you know, where like it's all purposeful. It's not just like, oh, the rhino's robbing a bank. Oh, Spider-Man's going to kick him in the face. All right. Now let's get to the core of this story. Now that's a, see, to me, that's a bad example because I like, I like the idea that sometimes Spider-Man just fights villains that have nothing to do with anything. I'm not saying, yeah, I'm not saying that, but I'm saying like the rhino was in that movie for what? Three minutes. <laughs> like, yeah, but that, again, that's what I like. That's why. That's why I like. Like, I like Scarecrow coming back in the Dark Knight, where it's just like, yeah, the Scarecrow is sure. like selling the fear gas on the sure. streets, and it's like, yeah, because that's how it should work. It right. shouldn't be that the that the villain dies at the end of every episode, yeah. uh, every movie, and like it should be like they live in a world where sometimes Spider Man has to take a break to go punch the vulture. Sure, and it's not about like a two and a half hour long odyssey. It's just the vulture's trying to rob a bank. Sure, you know. Sure, but. Uh, this movie, everything in this movie served a purpose. You're absolutely right. Yeah, I thought America Chavez was great. I did too. Um, I, I saw one criticism that said they didn't give America anything to do. It's like, that's stupid. All that's they so did dumb. was give her something to do. That, right, of course. <laughs> that like, was so- <laughs> what, what a ridiculous thing to say. Yeah, that's um, preposterous. I won't even... No. Yeah. I no. I was like, I, I want to entertain. And at that. the, at the time, dumb. I hadn't seen the like at the time I hadn't seen the movie. Yet. I was like, oh well, that sounds bad. And then I saw the movie and I was like. Pfft. No, this movie, like she, she was so great. I thought Elizabeth Olsen as, as, uh, Wanda stole the show. Yeah. Her performance and, was excellent. Um, Wong continues to be the best Wong rules. I will say this, uh, and this is, this isn't a spoiler. I mean, come on. It did not have nearly enough Rintra in it for my liking. Absolutely. And I was so thrilled when he showed up. <laughs> so thrilled. He's like, yes, yes. I <laughs> loved it. I grinned like a maniac through the entire Illuminati scene. Yeah. The entire sequence. Yes. Like from beginning to end, I just like was beside myself with glee. It was also handled perfectly. 
it was, was. handled and perfectly because there's not going to be you, you no spoilers. One week. Yeah. You have this is your one week spoiler warning. Next Saturday, no holds will be barred. Right. And we are going to discuss in depth the things that happened in this movie, Absolutely. especially the Illuminati scene, which is going to have people talking. And if you can make it until next week without hearing about them. Yeah. Good on you. Do your best. I will say I am very happy with the way they handled it because you walk out of this movie going, well, I know exactly what that was about, what happened, and there are no questions going forward. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I have questions, but not about right the questions I had. Are no, are no longer the questions that I'm asking. The right. questions I'm asking are, uh, are have become what now? Right. It's no longer the really stupid stuff that we thought might happen. Right. <laughs> it's like, before well, we it's saw like the now movie. that I know, now that I've kind of seen parts of the map. Yeah. What now? You know, that's the question I want to have answered. And I think Marvel has gotten really good. There was a time there where we just, we got a character movie and we knew there's going to be another one. Okay. All right, and it all built up to Avengers stuff that dealt with all the character movies and little things that was going on. I feel like Marvel, with maybe as recently as Shang as Shang Chi and Spider Man No Way Home, have realized these character movies need to directly push their own story too. And they do a thing in the very last scene here, and we go, "That's what the next movie's about." Got it. Okay, okay like, so now oh, uh, crap. I, I'm gonna. I'm gonna <laughs> Editor's note, we will have our very spoilery discussion that we actually got into up on our Discord. If you want to check it out and ruin the movie for you, you have been warned. It's completely spoilery. Multiversal maddening Matt. Miss Branch, get Peter Parker on the phone. Yes, Mr. Jameson. It is voicemail time in the ziggurat. Hey, guys, it's Toots. Uh, I'm on the street, so I got to just call this in. Um, I wanted to answer the question of the week. I think it's a pretty fun one, actually. I have a lot of friendships that have uh, come about because of a fandom. Um, probably too many to list, but my highlights are <clears throat> Matt Baum, actually. Um, met him at summer school, and it was during an art class. We sat next to each other, and I was drawing um, a piece of artwork from the Wizards Warriors and you uh, choose your own adventure book. Um, and I think that sparked our conversation about like, hey, what, you got, what, nerd stuff, comic stuff? And then I would run into Matt on occasion, and like he'd be working the uh, ticket sales at like maybe the cog factory, and I'd be like, I know this dude. And then uh, it just evolved from there. A big one, though, is, that probably fits best for this is uh, my buddy Joe, who... We were not buddies. We actually fist fought each other walking home from school in grade okay, school. Okay, different, no relation. <laughs> different uh, Joe. And that, and that actually back and forth continued for a little while before we discovered we both loved Marvel's G.I. Joe comic book. <laughs> and then ever since then, we ha have been solid brothers. I'm still his buddy today. And uh, yeah, it was G.I. Joe comics that did that. But I have a very large group of friends that I gained thanks to the Dungeons and Dragons Encounters program, which I used to run for Legend Comics in their basement. I gained a grip of buddies. I never would have been friends with Kevin Coffey, Kevin Guthrie, 
Corey Podwinski, John Bunger, the list goes on and on. If I had not run encounters and met all those dudes and we still play together today, wow. Anyways. Okay. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, he stole my answer. That is how I met Willie yeah. Toots in summer school. He was drawing stuff, and then we started talking D&D, and then it was like, oh, you're into comics, too? Oh, you're into this, too? And, like, friends instantly. Like, And it was one of those yeah. things where, like, back in the day, you didn't hang out with kids from other high schools. You didn't do it. You fought mm-hmm. kids from other high schools. And so, like, summer school is this melting pot. It was super weird. It was like kids you probably had a fist fight with at some point during the year. And now you're both going to do geometry together. Hope you get along. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of fights in summer school. Oh, I also Uh, like how him and his buddy came to a mutual understanding over G.I. Joe comics, much like Storm Shadow and Snake Eyes did when they realized they can't defeat each other. (laughs) And they're both opposite sides of the coin. And they have this weird respect. Yeah, we're both Arashikage. Right. They both have this mutual respect for each other, but they both will also try and stop each other. (laughs) It's great. I love it. All right, yeah, I was I was gonna be a little bit broader about it, but I'll I'll focus in on on uh, our our friend Big Mike. We've talked about him on the show, uh, but Matt and I Matt and I once knew a man named Mike. Uh, we called him Big Mike affectionately. He was a mountain of a man, and uh, he loved comics probably more than anybody I've ever met. Uh, which is saying something considering some of the people that I know. Oh yeah. Uh, considering my own self, you know, like I, I have never, I've never known anybody that loved comics as, as much not, or as deeply yeah, as big Mike. Not like this. And what made big Mike fun, uh, maybe that's in air quotes for some of you. It depends on your interactions, I suppose. <laughs> There's um, plenty of people that, that found him a little prickly. <laughs> oh, yeah, big, big Mike did have a tendency to be prickly, but he was, uh, but he felt his friendships very deeply. Yes. And, uh, like if you and big Mike were, were friends, then you were bonded for forever. Yeah. You know, it might just, it might just take you a while to get there. And it took me a little while to get there with big Mike. Um, I, I, I met him through the comic book store through Curve Town Comics, um, where, uh, I had been shopping for a while and then I eventually got a part-time job and, um, I worked with big Mike my first night on the job, uh, on September 11th. 2011 or 2001 sorry uh, a day that she'll live in, live in infamy for say, multiple reasons nothing yeah that's the only reason you remember that day, it's right? the only nothing yeah it's happened. the only it's the only thing that happened that nothing day else happened. um yeah so big mike and i uh, worked together that night and uh, the first thing he did was complain that i showed up late um because uh, he did not understand that our boss dean and i had an understanding that i was coming from work and that I wouldn't be starting my shift right at five. Let's I get would to the be friendship from, part of the story. <laughs> so. Yeah, I'm just saying, like that's how it was, that's how it was with Big Mike, right? It's just like, okay, bud. Yeah. Uh, like, is this the? Are we gonna meet as foes until until we get to this place? But Big Mike loved George Perez, oh, yeah. uh, and uh, he like he loved George Perez, and uh, I found this out, and I also loved George Perez, and we kind of bonded over that. Like he was a huge Teen Titans fan. Oh yeah, um, the I biggest Teen Titans fan. The biggest Teen Titans, I mean, no fan, question. Yes. Big big yeah, lo- Big Mike loved the new Teen Titans, specifically Nightwing, uh, Disco Collar, Nightwing, oh, preferably. Yeah. 
And um, big Jericho. You know, so guy we too. <laughs> we re. Loved, what's that? You love Jericho. He did love Jericho. <laughs> um, yeah. So we, Big Mike and I, bonded over our shared love of George Perez. Well, he was a Titans guy. I was a Crisis guy, uh, and an Avengers guy. But um, you know, George Perez was the kind of great equalizer there. But yeah. So Big Mike, Big Mike and I bonded over our shared love of George Perez. So Big Mike is my story too. And one of the things about Big Mike, I don't know if you picked up on this. I'm not a real religious guy. Now, if you listen to the show, you probably know that. Big Mike was a very religious guy, like, and he was serious about his religion and wore it on his sleeve. And I could not stand that when I first met the guy because I was just like, look, I don't walk around screaming about, you know, like not being religious. And we did not get along. We butted heads. We both worked at the comic shop. We actively argued with each other. And then one day, I do not have any recollections of how it came up other than we were going through collections or something like that. And there's a cover of X-Men where Betsy is running from Sabretooth and he's behind her and he's going to kill her and she's wearing the pink and whatever. Like, ah, like freaked out. And I was like, this is one of my favorite issues of all time. It's like, oh, cause Sabretooth like guts her. I'm like, no, I'm like, this is my favorite Psylocke. I can't stand Ninja Psylocke. I love prim and proper British Betsy Psylocke. And he, dropped the stack of comics he was holding and goes well knock me over with a feather you son of a bitch <laughs> and we both loved this character and like after that we were it was like the odd couple after that we're like we would we would bicker and and we barely got you know like agreed on it yeah he loved barry manilow and i listened to mm -hmm. punk rock and death metal you know and like somehow our love of betsy braddock <laughs> in the pink frilly outfit yeah you know uh, i would anyway. argue we don't have a podcast without big mike starting these arguments we don't this is uh, how we I mean, started that's fair. like big we mike, wanted big mike we wanted to sit down big, and have nerd fights you know <laughs> yeah right like big mike big mike was an integral part of the geek challenge yeah. which was something we did at the at the shop where you know we'd but we'd be working and somebody would be shrink wrapping trades and somebody would be pricing back issues and somebody would be you know putting out back stock and we'd say okay comic book characters with fire powers yeah go and then we'd go like round robin style. And you literally and have 10 all, seconds have to, to name answer one. or you're past. Right. You know? <laughs> and then like it, you, you'd have to come up with a character that has fire powers. And if you didn't, you'd get a strike. And if you get three, three strikes, you're out. And then that's how you'd win the geek challenges if you were the last one standing. And I remember that I almost came to blows. Yeah. With. Um, it was Dave DeMarco. With Dave DeMarco about whether or not Cannonball has firepower. Because you had a challenge. That was the other thing. Is he, he like, you're, oh, yeah, you you're like, Pyro, it, right? Firestar. And he goes, Cannonball. Cannonball. And we go, stop, challenge, no. <laughs> like, yeah. No. And then you have to defend yourself. And, the, but then, like, nobody is a rules lawyer harder than Dave DeMarco. Right. So that's a futile point. It's like, he was uh, still wrong and we won. So, you know, obviously, like, <laughs> Cannonball, just because, like, if, if Cannonball is standing on a pile of leaves, and he blasts off and the leaves catch on fire. That doesn't mean Cannibal has fire powers. Right. No Superman, one would ever say that. Superman could Cannibal definitely rub his hands together fast fires enough out of to light butt. things on fire. That is not right. pyrokinetics, you know? <laughs> no. And I'd, I would go so far as to say that heat vision, not really firepower. No, but whatever. I agree. It's not. Uh, I mean, but that would be the challenge. You yeah. know, you'd have to make We'd that challenge. We'd have to fight about it. Um, uh, I remember there was another big debate about uh, characters with superhuman powers. And uh, the argument was, does the Black Panther have superhuman powers? The answer is technically no. No. Um, the root but gives it to him. My argument, no. The, uh, the root elevates him to 
peak human ability. Oh, that's true. He doesn't have super senses. He no, doesn't have later he doesn't on have, like, super senses or anything like that. I would argue uh, no, later I think on that the root kind of fudged yeah. that some because now the roots make him travel to the ancestral plane and stuff. Like, yeah, it's I mean it's different stuff. now. But yeah. back then, and like I would like my argument, like when I would come up with that and I would want to win, my challenge would be like, look, I would argue that if you can take a pill. And suddenly go from being Steve Rogers to being Captain America. That that is in itself is a power. Yeah, our man, for example. Except it's not. Right. <laughs> you know, I, I was just trying to win. I was just trying to win the game. Uh, anyway, that's a, another total aside and a little peek into our. But there you go. Psychoses. We both we both met a large prickly gentleman who had serious and hardcore opinions about things that we both fell in love with, and we probably don't have a podcast without him. I've seen so many people, and I don't want to make it about us, but it's kind of about us. Uh, I, I've seen so many friendships develop because they know each other through us. Yeah. No, we definitely have fostered a community of people that, and I would argue, it is harder to foster a positive community of people that like meet and hook up and are nice to each other than it is to just let them fight and see what happens. And I'm proud of us for that. Yeah, you think iFanboys got to listen uh, an audience like this? Go, yeah, go read their Discord. I'll bet that's something. Speaking of the Discord, we've got a new Discord. It's totally awesome. You should join it. Go to our site. There's information there on how to do so. And our new question of the week comes right out of the question of the week channel on our Discord. Yeah, that's right. This week's question is courtesy of Old Man New Guy on the brand new Ziggurat Worldwide Discord. As Matt said, the question of the week channel. He says, quote, Matt keeps mentioning characters that shouldn't be in an ongoing series, but he could have, but they could have a story told in a mini series. So what is your favorite example of a mini starring a character that isn't top tier or doesn't deserve their own monthly? For example, he says the Taskmaster mini from a little while ago yeah. was great. Yeah. Uh, Jed McKay. I agree. It was great. Um, so yeah. What is your favorite miniseries starring a character that you think probably couldn't support their own ongoing? Yeah, just isn't top tier. Or maybe they had one at one time and you, and it got canceled and then they had a mini that was better and you went, we should do it that way. That counts too. Yeah. Let's do it. We'll do it right here next week on Cover to Cover. We are going to go full Doctor Strange spoilers. Be full. warned. Go see the movie if you can. If not... We'll warn you ahead of time so the parts you can skip whenever, but we got to talk about this stuff. It's huge. It's crazy. It was a lot of fun. Go see Doctor Strange. All right. Again, this is a note to Matt. Do not forget to edit out all that crap from yeah, earlier. I've, I've made a bunch of notes. I even flagged it in the notepad on here. So okay. <laughs> we should be good. There's a 60% chance that it's fine. So. Okay. Um, uh, also, just uh, be prepared. You know, we're, we're probably going to want to talk a lot about George Perez, the legacy of George Perez next week. Big time. Uh, and uh, and Doctor Strange 2. Those are going to be our probably our two big stories. So. so for now, I hope everybody had a very happy and successful free comic book day and you visited your LCS and it was a great big party. But my name is Matt Baum. My name is Joe Patrick. And this is a Two-Headed Nerd signing off. <laughs>